honestly, Instagram, if you look on there and you put like special needs parents, special needs mom, autism mom, I found so many different like support pages, kind of like yours, like yours. There's so many out there that'll just, they have different parents pop up every once in a while too. And it just, it helps a lot. Welcome to the Daily Naked Parent Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing how to find and build friendship when raising children with special needs. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing a message from Naked Parent Nation. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share naked truths, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. So if you wanna know what naked parenting is, it's the process of moving from where you are today to liberation. Naked Parenting understands that the mind is responsible for all our problems. On our journey to eliminate suffering so that we can be present and joy-filled, giving our kids the best parent possible, we will learn and find many things. So whether it's your first step on the path or your 10th, I'd like to welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. So before we get to our conversation today, we'll take that time out for ourselves to quiet down, calm down, and go inside to that place of infinite strength and perfect. Sit up straight with your spine erect and allow your eyes to fall closed. And just start to get conscious of your breath. Beloved, come on. Slow come inhales through your nose. You. When you exhale, just come let your body relax you more than the last time. Come home to your inner peace and to the light of your soul's essence. Take in the sounds in the room. Notice if you find any tingling in your fingers or your toes. Take a deep breath into your center. 
Is your mind running with thoughts? If so, just allow them to flow on through. Every time you go in to a meditation, you come out as literally a new person. Present, perceptive, grounded, and trusting. We can make changes. There is no deeper truth. As we go inside, you are sacred. To change you the way our life divine. works on the outside. You are love. Rather than trying to change the outside so that we're this okay is the inside. Core of your being. Hidden beneath layers of the hurt this world has wrapped around you. That's the process of naked parenting. The of separation is now shedding. To realize home into the that we're okay. Oneness, we are enough. Remembrance. And we can do this individually and collectively as a group. And so as you focus on your breath and you allow your eyes to open and you realize that in just a couple minutes you can get grounded and find a little space between where you are in the chaos of life sometimes. Um, but I'm excited for us all to meet Janice Gonzalez, who's the mom of four. Her second child is a girl with autism. She started a company because she needed to have control of her schedule because of all the demanding needs of her family. And at the time, she was dealing with a lot as a single mom was 28 years old, had no guidance and was alone and figuring all of this out. So fast forward, you know, four years and I talked to her before the show and she is thriving. She's got a crazy schedule, but is super positive and has great energy. And I'm excited for us all to meet you. Janice, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Am I saying your name right? Yes, Janice. Janice. So four kids. Yes. What are the ages? And tell us kind of like, what's home look like for you? The oldest is seven. She's about to turn eight. And then I have a six-year-old, which is Luna, and she's the one that is on the spectrum. And then I have a 20-month-old boy and a six-month-old girl. So three girls, one boy. <laughs> so I did the same kind of approach on the other side, on the fathering side, but, you know, very kids pretty close together in age and it sure does create for a lot of joy and a lot of chaos. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you tell us when, is it Luna or Luna. is uh, when Luna started doing things that you weren't anticipating, that weren't expecting, when did the special needs kind of come on the radar for you? I kind of feel like I spotted it pretty early on. In the beginning, like my oldest is so, how do you say it, like animated. So she's very out there, very social butterfly, everything. So when Luna was kind of getting into her own little personality, she was very quiet. So we just thought like, oh, okay, she's just going to be the quiet, shy one. But then she would like stare at us. And me and my mom used to laugh like, oh, she's staring into our soul. But as she got older and I realized like she kind of did it more and then it would kind of just like I would laugh about it. But at the same time, I was just kind of like, mm, I don't know, for like a, you know, she wasn't even two yet. She was maybe a little over a year. I was like, I, I don't think that was normal. And then like the babbling 
trying to teach her like her B sounds, her M sounds. And, you know, they usually watch your mouth. And that was the first sign. I couldn't get her to do that. And I couldn't get her to sit down so I could read a a book to her. So that was when I was kind of like, oh, (laughs) I think something like something is a little different. And then I think what really set it in was we put her in daycare and she was hitting her head. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the final, like, I was really close to her teacher at the time. And I was just like, can you just like lay it out there? Should I get her tested? And then the lady was like, yeah. Wow. Do you remember that moment? <laughs> I'm trying not to get emotional. Like, yeah. It's just hard. Cause I feel like now I tell parents that are going through the same thing. I was like, you have to grieve. You have to grieve a kid. You had all these hopes and dreams for this kid that was born and you have to grieve that. But I feel like at the same time, you have to put, you know, your big girl pants on and like turn around and it's a fight, especially at that age, because nobody really wants to do anything until it's too late. But the sooner you get them help, the better it is. So it, it was hard. The older sister's not that much older, right? I mean, they're pretty. They're 19 months apart. So no, they're, she was not that much older. You're young. You got two kids special and then you know i mean it's hard enough to just be a parent yeah and i was actually i was battling really bad postpartum depression at the time too so i was also trying to fight that too (laughs) yeah and that's my uh kid's mom dealt with that and it's for real that's no joke and then how old is the child underneath luna how how, what's the age difference he is 20 months old so they're about four years apart so were you able to get any kind of rhythm of life or are you just trying to figure out diagnosis by the time your third one comes along? No, she was already, we had just gotten approved for ABA when she, when he was born. So I believe her therapist, he was like a few months old when she started coming to our house. But at that time I had already had her in like OT speech. She was in a special ed pre-K So I had her in that. And then um, luckily I have a lot of clients and friends that work in the mental health field. So they were able to kind of just give me some guidance, like look this up or do this. And it wasn't like waiting for ABA wasn't like I just waited. I tried my best until I got the help. Yeah. I don't really know the right, like, I mean, were you just trying to survive and get to the next activity? I mean, you're dealing with depression for many, for me, you know, I, I want to not get out of bed. I, I can't move. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember much from when she was born till she was about three. I, I don't remember think? much. Yeah, I was, I was pretty bad. Luckily, I was living with my parents at the time. So I was able to get like family support, but it was hard. So even when people are asking me like, oh, did she like this? Did she like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you what kind of baby food I fed her. I can't tell you what kind of bottles we used for her. I can't tell you what kind of diaper. I have no idea. It's just, it's a big blank. Those first like two and a half years. It's amazing how, what the body does to protect itself and deal with what we're going through, you know, and maybe in that situation, you obviously needed to do whatever you needed to do. So what's life look like today? You got more kids. It's more needs. Are you still like under the, I mean, they're, they're young. Like where's your life today? How is life today? Well, my business is pretty established. It's 
I mean, it survived COVID. So I feel like I'm, I, I have that and I have my clientele that's here. They're under, they're, I'm so lucky that they're understanding. I'm pretty upfront about Luna and her needs and things like that. I'm like a big advocate for making it a normal thing to talk about kids when they're on the spectrum. So when like her therapy switches around or anything, I have that flexibility in my schedule and I feel like I have the understanding of my clientele to where it works out. Plus my boyfriend is super, super supportive. My mom too, they, my sister, they're, I have a lot of supports on top of a flexible schedule, so it kind of helps. But yeah, like every day of the week, there's something going on, whether it's therapy, extracurriculars, or that's the day that I get to work. <laughs> it's a lot. So you were starting a business in postpartum depression. Is that right? Or Yes. So like, wow. I was actually in beauty school. I was in beauty school when I was pregnant with Luna. So I found out, I think the week I started, I found out I was pregnant with her. So then by the time I got my license, I was eight months pregnant, had her, then turned around and went back to beauty school to do hair after. So I did skin first, then hair. So then I was in beauty school. I was trying to find a job, get in the industry. And then I had, yeah, it was a lot, but I feel like the busyness kind of saved me, even though I know some people were like, oh, you should have taken a step back. Like, I think it kind of saved me because I think if I would have been at home to kind of sulk in everything, it would have gotten worse. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think you're going to look back one day and be like, how the hell did I do all of that? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And it's a testament of who you are. And it's really a huge thing for your kids that they have a this is an amazing mom that, you know, is going to fight and do whatever it takes to give them the best life possible. So you should be proud of yourself and make sure to give your uh, boyfriend, you know, a fist bump from me because it's such a big deal to have a dude that's cool and stands up for kind of what you're dealing with. So, Oh yeah. I got super lucky because I believe Luna was like two when he met her. So he, he's been, through it all too. And I was just like, I I had to be upfront in the beginning too. Like, Hey, I don't know what's wrong with her. We're getting her assessed. I don't like, if you can walk away, like, don't even, I'm not gonna, you know, be upset because I understand it's a lot, but I mean, he was there for, you know, potty training, the biting, the (laughs) running out of the house. Like, I got super lucky that I got more help instead of somebody that wasn't as supportive. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm stoked about that. I mean, I had a, I met a girl and she was great in so many ways, but she just couldn't go there. And it's like, I got five kids. Like we kind of can't not go there. Um, You know what I mean? Like, when are we going to not go there? So, you know, no surprise it didn't work, but let's see. What does a difficult day look like as it relates to, kind of the unique needs of Luna? Like how does she act out in a, on a difficult day? I feel like she goes through a couple of different things. Like there's a transcribing is probably the most comical one. So transcribing where they get like a quote or a piece of a song or something and it's just on repeat. So, I mean, we wake up at 6am and then I drop them off at 8am to school and it's like, that same five seconds on repeat. I feel like that's probably the hardest one for me because 
then she's getting lost in what she's saying. And I'm like, Luna, come on, put your shoes on, honey. Like, where's your jacket? Did you brush your teeth? And she's just like, sometimes she's even dancing to herself and and then I got it like a teething toddler and a newborn crying for bottles. And then my oldest loves to be like, hey, do you want me to sing you a song? I'm like, no, not right now. Not right now. So I feel like that's like the hard part right now. She also has a hard time where during the rainy weather, if I want her to have a sweater under her, her windbreaker, we cannot figure that out right now. Like it's one or the other. And like, I'm trying to put it on her and she's like, no, one, one, like, and I'm like, Luna, come on, it's cold. Like you need this. Like, and so, yeah, those are probably what I'm going through right now. Back then it was hiding under the cabinets, biting me if I try to get her out, Mm. um, screaming, crying, hiding, you know, it was uh, definitely a lot harder. ABA has helped us a lot. I was going to say, so ABA you think is instrumental in her growth? Oh, definitely. I feel like we're at a plateau right now because I have the skills to deal with the problems that she has. And I see where I think we're like at that top of a curve, like the things that we could have helped her with to get her through life. I feel like we've done. Awesome. And it's just a matter of keeping it up for her now. Do you believe that we still have to take care of ourselves and we still have to have friendships and stuff? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I definitely. How how and where? Like how and where do you? You know, I'm very lucky that my job is like my safe space. Like I come here and I'm close friends with a lot of my clients now. I have a lot of clients that have kids on the spectrum that I can relate to. I have like Facebook groups for moms with, you know, special needs kids and things like that. So I just like the sense of community, somebody that can just be like, I know what you're feeling. It's just, I definitely need that. Like, I don't need to hang out with you once a week. I just need to be able to message you and you'd be like, yeah, I I went through that like three weeks ago. And then I know like, it's just knowing I'm not the only mom going through it. So I feel like that, that helps. I love my job. So coming here during the day gives me that mental break because I get to do something that I like all day long and then go back to my kids refreshed. How do people meet friends? Okay. So you're able to talk to people. They're coming into your business. If somebody came up to you and said, I have no friends, you know, I have a special needs child. What do I do? I mean, what would you tell them? I'm like, girl, me too. (laughs) It's hard. I feel like that's, that's kind of where I see the need in our communities is the parents don't like being, being a parent is already kind of a little isolating this in these days. So I feel like we need, we need those community groups and I don't know where to go with that, but I see that need. And I just, we, we definitely need more of that because yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do either, especially when I'm having a hard day. I, I'm not working and I just need someone or something, you know, I, it's definitely a need in the community and I don't think it's being focused on. Yeah. And I think we do need to come up with something. I'm going to tell it's just very timely for me because last night I got a call from somebody like my one friend that I have. Right. And she was out with somebody and it was their 40th birthday party. And she says, you know, come on, let's go. Let's go. And I was watching a movie with a few of my kids and I'm like, I haven't done anything. I mean, it's my own. 
I have to, I got up, like was putting clothes on and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, what am I going to do? Go out to the, and do whatever. And, and I ended up passing on it, but it is the challenge. The struggle is real, you know? And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, who do you have to call when you're struggling and you know, you're looking for that support. So I say we plant the seed and we see what we can come up with because it's going to be on us to create. We do like a lightning round where you give like one word to one sentence answers to a few questions. Are you up for it? Yeah. All right. So what's the best advice you have received? That it was okay to turn down services. I feel like as a working mom, especially, especially when I was, I was single too, that was, it was weighing so heavy on me when they were like, she needs 20 to 25 hours of APA therapy. And I was like, wait, I have to work. I have to feed them. Like, I can't do both. So that was the big, another working mom with the son on the spectrum told me that it's okay to turn down a couple of those days. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Good. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Honestly, Instagram. If you look on there and you put like special needs parents, special needs mom, autism mom, I found so many different like support pages, kind of like yours, like Uh yours. There's so many out there that'll just, they have different parents pop up every once in a while too. And it just, it helps a lot. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? A clone of me, maybe. (laughs) I mean, just a clone of me or no traffic. One of the two. (laughs) Yeah, nice. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? So I want to start a support group. So that was kind of my big thing. Like right now, I had told you about the the super the autism super mom day is April 27th. So we're raffling off like a spa care package for a mom. And I I got so many nominations and I'm so I'm super excited about it because it's my first year. So that's really next. Like I want to get events here. I have the platform here at my, at my storefront to have events, have people bring their kids or maybe do like a mom paint and sip. Like I have ideas and I feel like at least in my community to get us all together where we usually don't have time like that. And at least if we bring all our kids to everybody's going to be understanding. Cause I feel like too, unless you're with a special needs parent, they don't get it, you know, like it's hard. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Uh, Do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself or your child that you just love and couldn't live without? Yes, our calendar. We have a big calendar in our kitchen area and like we put little color coding things and she's learned what things stand for and learning the time, the days, the dates on there and things like that it's helped us a lot. Cool. Is there anything that you believe to be true that most parents disagree with? I would say maybe that I feel like the world tries to conform autistic children to fit in rather than we need to start creating more avenues for them. I feel like everybody thinks like, oh, well, she's, you know, moderate or mild. Like we can teach her to be normal, like for whatever that means. And I just think like, well, no, if she, you know, if she needs to sit a certain way, like, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? Or if there's, if she can't, you know, say certain things, why can't she write it down instead of like reading a report out? Like, I feel like 
the little changes that they need, I feel like it needs to be normalized a lot more. Very well said. Very well said. So just kind of like from what we've talked about or just whatever is on your heart, like how do we create a better world for our special needs kids? I think it's patience. Patience is super key. When I had my oldest, I did not have patience at all. And Luna kind of forced me into being patient. And I feel like learning to have empathy. So I I think with those two, you'll see the world in a completely different place too. And I realized like even out and about in public, I'm a lot more calm, understanding. I feel like it changes your view of the entire world when you have just those two things. And it makes it easier for the kids too, because I feel like it takes the stress out when you're not so frustrated. With all you have going on and how successful you've been in your age and what you've come through, it's very, very inspiring. I know you're inspiring the listeners out there. For the parent that is suffering from postpartum depression right now and just doesn't believe that a better life is in the cards for them. What do you say to them? I really think they need to be selfish a little bit. And I feel, and not selfish in like an extreme manner. I feel like being a parent, just even taking a long shower for yourself, you feel selfish. You feel like you should be out there taking care of your kids. And I feel like in the middle of my postpartum depression, especially the height of it, I had to be like, distance myself from people, distance myself from situations. I had to be selfish in that aspect because I was running on fumes and I had to, you know, make the life changes that were needed. And it's hard. It's hard because you're you're blaming yourself. You're saying I shouldn't be feeling like this. I need to get over it. Like just take a shower, get up and go. And you need to really take a step back and look at your life and saying, this is not serving me. This is not serving me. So let me take one or two things out at a time till I get to a point where your brain can heal itself and come back from the low that you're in, because that's really what it is, is just waiting for your brain to get that chemical balance back to where it needs to be. And I feel like you do that by being a little selfish and telling people I can't right now. No is an answer. And I learned that because of being through postpartum. I love that. So Naked Parent Nation folks listening, we often use the gas, the plane and the gas mask analogy that you have to make sure that you're doing well so that you can care for others. So if you need to care for yourself today, figure out how to care for yourself, because in the long run, that's what your child's going to want is, you know, the best version of ourselves. So Janice, I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. You inspired me. I know you inspired our listeners and I wish you and your family all the best. And I'd love to stay connected and just continue the journey together. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. All right. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope, 
or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. Bye.